what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show my name is kyle in this video we're going to just be looking at the snap counts and the stats and the box scores from yesterday's games it's monday night tonight uh september 27th I'm, it's almost six o'clock central time so we got cowboys eagles in about an hour and a half um so i'm trying to knock this video out real quick we're first just going to hop over to our uh, first of all actually i just want to say if you're watching this on monday night uh check out the fantasyfellowship.com i have week four i'm going to start uploading some of that stuff in there tomorrow but the most important thing is check out the waiver wire report i got a bunch of info in here already tomorrow night we'll go live at 7 p.m and answer any questions you got but uh tons of info in here and i kind of highlight who i like there so if you want to check out the waiver wire report please do that and then let's get into this uh the, i'm using pro football reference here let me just quick cover the carolina panthers uh in the houston texans game uh, i don't i really don't care about the texans besides brandon cooks he's like really the only one that i think you guys need to uh consider rostering and starting in your lineups but the wide receivers for uh, Carolina here, uh, DJ Moore, he's a baller, 74% of the snaps. Robbie Anderson, 64%. Terrace Marshall Jr. took a huge leap up to 62%. So he's basically the same as Robbie Anderson with Christian McCaffrey out. You see Chuba Hubbard here with 55%. Christian McCaffrey, again, he played 30% of the game. And then Royce Freeman came in and got 15% of the game. Um, so interesting so far. Dan Arnold just got traded today. So we'll see probably a, a two-headed thing of Ian Thomas and the rookie Tommy Tremble going forward. But the thing that I took of note here, one, it's Chuba Hubbard as the main backup to CMC. And then Robbie Anderson, man, I think he's dead for our fantasy lineups. I think Terrace Marshall's probably the guy I'd rather own the rest of the year. And then again, Brandon Cooks, really, I don't care about anything else on the Texans. It's just Brandon Cooks. Let me just peek at these numbers real quick. <clears throat> Starting with DJ Moore, the man had 12 targets. Sam Darnold loves DJ Moore. Eight receptions, 126 yards, just fantastic. He just needs to get those touchdowns rolling. We'll see those uh, hopefully coming soon. Uh, let me get back up here actually kind of got lost uh but anyways dj moore the clear best player on this team now that christian mccaffrey is not going to be available for the next few weeks Terrace Marshall Jr. with five targets, four for 48. Robbie Anderson, though, only two targets all game, one for eight. Like, I really don't know if I can trust him going forward. I would rather, if you're going to start Robbie Anderson, I'd rather have Terrace Marshall on my team. So check your waiver wires for him. Tommy Tremble did get a touching, uh, a rushing touchdown, a seven-yard run. He also caught one for 30. Dan Arnold, four targets, two for 23. Again, he's out. So we'll see Tommy Tremble kind of take that next step and see if he can be useful for fantasy. And then with McCaffrey going down, you see Chuba go 11 for 52. He also caught three of five targets for 27 yards a decent ppr day you know a double digit day in basically three quarters of play royce freeman came in got five for 17 one catch for eight yards so this one's all going to be about dj moore and probably chuba hubbard next week those are really the only two guys i would use and then sam darnold he, i mean he's still a little sloppy in the pocket uh but 23 of 34 304 yards uh, sack three times, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did run for two touchdowns. So 11 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And again, Brandon Cooks, 11 targets, nine for 112 yards. Davis Mills seemed comfortable enough to throw him the ball, and that's about all I want to do with the Houston Texans. Uh, let's move on to the Washington football team and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo took this game 43 to 21. Let's go look at the snap counts real quick. On the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, he did, uh, you know, basically ball out, and then you had uh, Mitchell Trubisky come in. So only 90% of the snaps for Josh Allen. Uh, so that's basically like the, the last 10% of these numbers aren't going to really matter for Buffalo, but we'll see the pecking order here. Emmanuel Sanders played the most wide receiver snaps at about 80%. Stephon Diggs about 75%. Cole Beasley. Huge game out of Cole Beasley. We'll get to him in a sec, but 66, 66% of the snaps for Beasley. Uh, only 29% of the snaps for Gabe Davis. 
Isaiah McKenzie down here at about 19%. Uh, the tight end, Dawson Knox, he looks like a tight end one streamer right now, 78% of the snaps for him. No other tight end. I mean, Tommy Sweeney's there. He got 18% of the snaps. Uh, and then for running backs, this is the big one. Zach Moss comes in at 56%. Devin Singletary, just 43%. So we see the switch. I think it's Zach Moss going forward. That's the one that, that you want to probably put in your lineups as a running back to flex. And Singletary, we're kind of nervous about him now. Because Zach Moss looked really, really good. And then these receivers, man, Sanders, Diggs, and Beasley, like all three of those guys are useful. Dawson Knox kind of has some appeal. And Zach Moss, like Buffalo's offense for fantasy right now is where you want to be. On the Washington football team side, Terry McLaurin, you're going to leave him in your lineups. I know it wasn't a, a big day for him, but 96% of the snaps. The next best receiver, Diami Brown here, 65%. Adam Humphreys, 63 Really nothing else that we care about. I did want to say, though, Curtis Samuel is probably coming back from IR soon. So if you want to stash Curtis Samuel, he's worth a look there. The tight ends, of course, Logan Thomas, another 100% snap day. Nobody, nobody else needs it. You know, no, no other tight end needs to be considered for Washington. And then the running backs, Antonio Gibson gets 57%. J.D. McKissick gets 46 So still a little bit frustrating usage for Antonio Gibson. But again, this game was a blowout. If Gibson didn't make that play that he did, that, you know, that 73-yard touchdown catch, uh, this might have been even more in J.D.'s uh, favor. So let's take a peek here at the numbers real quick. Um, we'll start with Washington. Bad day for Taylor Heineke, 14 of 24, 212 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. He also ran for a touchdown, so that's good. I mean, he got a lot of touchdowns, a lot of fantasy points, but it was just an ugly day, kind of a garbage day. Uh, you see Gibson here, only 12 carries, 31 yards. Uh, one catch, though, 73 yards and a touchdown. And what sucks is he did get two targets. That other target was a dropped touchdown. He was just going to be able to walk in and get another touchdown, so it could have been a bigger day for Gibson. Uh, J.D. McKissick, only three for 23, two for 15 as a receiver whatever uh but terry mclaurin still gonna pace this team in targets he had seven four for 62 you'll take this if this is a bad game for the washington offense and terry mclaurin you'll take your 10 points logan thomas actually did salvage the day here four for four 42 yards and a touchdown he also did lose a fumble so that kind of sucked but uh logan thomas he's a tight end one you know he's a top five top six option almost every week 100 of the snaps you love to see it and then the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen comes out, 32 of 43, 358 yards and four TDs. He also ran in for a touchdown, so that's fantastic. Josh Allen is back. The running backs, though, Zach Moss gets 13 carries for 60 yards. Singletary, 11 carries, but for only 26. So that's a huge difference. Zach Moss uh, looked really good in this one. Uh, as far as targets, Zach Moss caught all three of his for 31 yards and a touchdown. Singletary only caught one of his two targets for zero yards. So Moss like significantly outplayed Singletary this week. He is the guy to roster going forward. If he's available on your waiver wires, go scoop him up. Cole Beasley led the way with 13 targets, 11 for 98. He's going to be a you know a fringe PPR wide receiver three. He's the James Whites of, of wide receivers, you know, in the PPR format. So I like Beasley. Emmanuel Sanders had a, a really nice day. Six targets, five for 94 and two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 10, 10 targets, but still six for 62. We're still waiting for a huge Stephon Diggs game. Dawson Knox was a healthy tight end here, tight end one. Uh, he got five targets, four for 49 and a touchdown. And then at this point, Gabe Davis, I don't know if we're ever going to trust him. Uh, in our lineups, I think he could be dropped. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie's kind of you know hanging around in the in the in the snap counts there. So huge day for Buffalo, not a great day for Washington. Uh, but man, I think the takeaway there is Zach Moss looks to be a uh, running back two going forward. The Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears. We're going to be kind of quick with this one. It was ugly as hell for Chicago. Justin Fields probably the worst start that he could have had to his career. Uh, on the Brown side. 
Baker Mayfield had a really nice game here, 94% of the snaps. They, they let the backup quarterback Case Keenum get some run. Uh, but Donovan Peoples-Jones led the way at receiver, 65% of the snaps. Odell Beckham, 64%. Rashard Higgins, 49%. We really don't care about any other receiver here not named Odell Beckham. So Beckham looked good. We'll look at his numbers in a second. As far as tight ends, like David Njoku actually got the most snaps. He was 62% to Austin Hooper, 60 Harrison Bryant down here at 41%. So they're going to continue to use all three tight ends. It's going to be messy for fantasy, but it looks like Hooper is probably emerging as the most consistent option in terms of running back snaps. Nick Chubb, just 49%. Kareem Hunt, 41%. Uh, let's hop over to the Bears real quick. Uh, Darnell Mooney continues to be the, the leading receiver in terms of snaps. He had 98%, Allen Robinson, 89%. We don't give a crap about anybody else as a wide receiver for the Bears. It's just those two guys. Cole Komet, though, 96% of the snaps. That's that's really good. Jimmy Graham only had 16%. He had seven plays yesterday, whereas Cole Komet had 43%. So just keep holding on to Cole Komet if you have him. I wouldn't drop him yet. Uh, if he's just on your bench, he's not hurting you. Just hold on to it. The usage and the snaps are there. And then uh, running back, David Montgomery, 82%. A really light Damian Williams game, 16%. Uh, the offense just could not get anything going. So let's, let's go look into the box score and see if we can – kind of break this down because this this was just ugly. I think when I looked at halftime, Justin Fields only had like five pass attempts. So he finishes the day six of 20 for 68 yards. He was sacked nine times, three for 12 on the ground, only 12 rushing yards on the ground. Uh, this, this was awful. Uh, David Montgomery, 10 carries, 34 yards. He did add two catches for 21 yards. So I guess a seven and a half point, you know, PPR floor for David Montgomery. That's fine. Hope you didn't lose your game, but that is, this is going to happen every now and then. Montgomery's going to get under double digits. Allen Robinson, six targets. That was good. He led the way, but only two for 27. This was an awful, awful reveal. I was holding out hope for Allen Robinson with Justin Fields in this one, but again, that pressure just wouldn't let them do anything. Cole Komet does see a healthy four targets, but only one for 11. Darnell Mooney also sees four targets, but only one for nine. It was, this is just a complete disaster of a game. I really don't know how to evaluate it. Besides the snap counts, I think the snap counts are, are good. Like We know this team and who they're going to use. For fantasy, we only care about Fields, Montgomery, Robinson, Komet, and Mooney. Everything else is an afterthought, but I think we just got to hold on one more week and see if we get some better data points against the Detroit Lions. Baker Mayfield. 19 of 31, 246 yards, one touchdown, adds 31 yards on the ground. This is just a typical Baker Mayfield game. He's going to be effective. They're going to run the ball a lot. You see Nick Chubb with 22 carries for 84 yards, no touchdowns, no catches. So that's a little disappointing if you have Nick Chubb. Uh, but Kareem Hunt comes in 10 for 81 and a touchdown. He also gets six for 74 as a receiver. So this was a huge Kareem Hunt day. I, I just think going forward, you probably got to view Kareem Hunt as a running back too. Uh, definitely a flex option. Just He's got a really good chance at a touchdown every week, and he's going to be involved no matter what the outcome is. Odell Beckham gets carry for 10 yards, and then you see a team high nine targets, five for 77. He's a wide receiver three, um, probably the rest of the season here. I, I think as long as he's healthy, this looked really good. I love the usage. They weren't shy to use him. I think Odell Beckham's just going to slowly ramp it up from here. Not going to surprise me if he scores next week. And then, I mean, I don't know. Austin Hooper, only three targets, two for 19 and a touchdown. Uh, David Njoku, he had the most snaps of the tight ends, but he wasn't even getting a target. You see Harrison Bryant here, two targets, zero catches. So like, I mean, at this point, this offense is Baker Mayfield handing it off to Chubb and Hunt. And then when Baker throws, it's going to be Hunt, Beckham, or one of these tight ends that we can't trust. So it's really just Baker, Chubb, Hunt, and Beckham, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Let's move on here to, oh no, the Jets and the Denver Broncos. I'm just, I'm going to be real guys. If you have Jets, I, I wouldn't mind just getting rid of them. 
if you can trade Corey Davis, go for it. I don't even care if you have to drop him. I just I don't really know if this is going to get much better if you're ever going to trust it. I just prefer you to to move on to brighter pastures. Like if I if I have Corey Davis on uh, my lineup here and I can go pick up a guy like Tim Patrick, for example, give me the healthy offense with Denver and Tim Patrick. They at least have something going. Uh, I just, I'm very nervous about this, but Corey Davis, 94% of the snaps, Braxton Barrios, 78%, Keelan Cole, 50. Uh, Elijah Moore ended up with a concussion. He's probably going to be out this week. As far as the tight ends goes, do we care about the Jets tight end? It's Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft, whatever. Uh, but the running backs, uh, Ty Johnson actually stole 57% of the touches or percent of the snaps this week. Michael Carter, who we were excited about, only 43%. Uh, so that, that was a bit of a, a flip there. Without Tevin Coleman, we thought more Michael Carter, but that just wasn't the case. Uh, for the Broncos, though, Noah Fant, 87% of the snaps. That's fantastic. Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick, both 51 total snaps, 76%. Uh, we did learn today that KJ Hamler suffered a torn ACL, so uh, that's really unfortunate here. I don't even see him uh, in the box score for this one, so I don't know when that happened. Oh, yeah, 15 snaps down there. Um, so this Broncos offense is going to be a Sutton and Tim Patrick offense going forward. Uh, hopefully Jerry Judy can heal up and get back in there soon. But I would expect the Broncos start to run a little bit more two tight end stuff. Uh, we'll see if Deontay Spencer can emerge here as just as, as a trustworthy number three. Uh, but I love Sutton and Patrick's outlook going forward. The running backs, Melvin Gordon got 54%. Javante Williams only 40%. He did lose a fumble in this one, but both running backs scored a touchdown. We'll look at that in a sec. And then just uh, just shout out Albert Oquegbunam. Just keep an, keep an eye on him. File him away in the back of your brain. 43% of the snaps. And again, with KJ Hamler out for the year now with that ACL, maybe we see a little bit more two tight end stuff out of Denver, or at least until Judy gets back. Um, so Teddy Bridgewater didn't really need to do much. 19 of 25, 235 yards, sacked two times, 24 yards on the ground. No touchdowns, no turnovers. This was all about the running game in this one. Melvin Gordon gets 18 carries, 61 yards in a TD, one catch for 21. Javante Williams comes in 12 for 29, and he gets the touchdown, uh, and then only three for 33 as a receiver. So the receiving numbers are nice. He did lose a fumble, and then I, I, I'm not sure why. His yards per carry were so low here, but Melvin kind of outperformed him uh, in this one. And then uh, looking at the receivers, Patrick and Sutton both led the way with five targets. Each guy caught all five of their targets too. So Patrick, five for 98, Sutton only five for 37. So Patrick was able to be more downfield where Sutton was kind of more of a possession guy in this game. Noah Fant, really bad game here. Only three targets, two for 15. This uh, this was a game that they didn't allow the Jets to score. You know, we didn't really get to see a lot of fireworks out of the passing game. They ran the ball 30 times between Gordon and Williams. So uh, chalk this one up as floor games for Patrick and Sutton. And probably, I think this is the bottom of, of Noah Fant's floor. Uh, but we, we should see brighter days from those guys ahead. And the Jets, man, like. Zach Wilson, 19 of 35, 160 yards, two picks, five sacks, just nothing in the rushing game. Michael Carter did run fine, nine for 24, but only two for five as a receiver. Ty Johnson was just not great. Three for three carries for 17 yards, one catch for six yards on five targets. It was just brutal. Uh, Corey Davis did see 10 targets, but five for 41. So, uh, I mean, 9.1 in PPR, I guess that's okay. Elijah Moore was having a decent day, three for 22. Then he got knocked out with a concussion. So I just, I mean, if, if I can move Corey Davis right now, I'm probably going to do it again. And, and you're probably looking for a guy like Tim Patrick, someone that you just know is a good, good piece of a good offense. And uh, you just feel a little bit better with it. Uh, the Lions and the Ravens, Justin Mother Tucker here with that crazy field goal. Uh, but the Ravens win, 66-yard uh, field goal. 
Snap counts, Sammy Watkins led the way for receivers, 79%. Marquise Brown, 67%. I'm not going to – I mean, Devin Duvernay is looking better this year, but 57%. Uh, nothing really else at receiver. Mark Andrews, 79%. That's a really high clip for him. Uh, and then running backs, Tyson Williams actually got the most usage, 50% of the snaps. Latavius Murray, only 33%. And Devonta Freeman, 16%. Let me just – I just want to show you guys because it was like – I when I saw that, I'm like, Tyson Williams played the most – but he only gets five for 22 on the ground. Latavius gets seven for 28. Freeman gets three for eight. I just, I'm trying to figure out this box score. And I think the problem was Lamar Jackson was only 16 of 31. Uh, I think they needed to run the ball a little bit more. They, I mean, these are, these are good averages here. Each, you know, Murray and Tyson are both over four yards per carry. So I think the game script was just a little weird here. Lamar Jackson, 16 of 31, 287, a touchdown, one interception, then he adds 58 yards on the ground. So it was a good Lamar day, not a great one, but a, a, a good one for a floor game. Mark Andrews finally showed up, 5 for 109. Sammy Watkins, 4 for 68. Watkins might be entering our good graces for a wide receiver three territory. I think the problem, though, is Marquise Brown. Uh, three catches on seven targets, 53 yards. I think he dropped like a couple big plays in this one. I, I think he had three drops total. Um, so it could have been a much bigger day for Marquise and Lamar. And I guess the offense in general, uh, but interesting. I just, I don't know why we didn't get the running game uh, rolling a little bit more than uh, they did because they were successful. So it's just weird. Uh, but the Lions, <sighs> no receiver. I, I know Quintus Cephas had some hype, but guys, Khalif Raymond, Quintus Cephas, Amon Ross St. Brown, let somebody else mess around with this stuff here. And we, we know what the Lions are. It's TJ Hawkinson. I know it was a bad game, but he's, he's going to bounce back. Uh, and then it's DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. These are the only three usable fantasy pieces on this team. DeAndre Swift, 56%. Jamal Williams, 49%. That's great. Jared Goff, uh, let's look at the box score right here. Jared Goff. This is a dink and dunk offense, 22 of 30 and 217 yards. He was sacked twice, one, you know, added a four-yard rush here. So he's he's not going to wow you. This is a floor game for him. He did end up with a, what, eight and a half fantasy points or something like that. So whatever. Uh, but DeAndre Swift, guys, 14 for 47 and a touchdown, catches all seven of his targets for 60 yards. He's a wide receiver. He's a top five running back at the moment right now. And even a top 10, top five I mean, if you can still get DeAndre Swift in a trade, I totally would go for it. And Jamal Williams comes in 12 of 42 in a touchdown. He also catches both of his targets for 25 yards. He has a high floor too here. So uh, he, he could be a fringe running back two flex in PPR leagues, but DeAndre Swift is the main takeaway. He is the offense. We thought it might have been TJ Hawkinson, but everything's going to revolve around Swift here. Uh, something to note, Khalif Raymond did get 10 targets, six for 68. So I'm watching that. I'm not picking it up and I'm watching it. And then Hawkinson, man, only two targets, two for 10. Um, so that was a little frustrating. Uh, but overall Detroit lions, they're, they're, they're a pesky bunch. I think they could, uh, they could maybe trip up some more teams in the future here. Jacksonville, Arizona. Uh, let's be quick with this one. Arizona side Hopkins, 91%, AJ green, 79% of the snaps. Uh, and then a fall down here to Kirk with 57%. And then Rondell Moore, man. I'm sorry if I recommended Rondell Moore. He just didn't have the opportunities this week. But only 34% for Rondell Moore. The running backs, Chase Edmonds, 66%. And James Conner, 37%. Max Williams comes in at 76% of the snaps here. So that's good. But let's just take a peek at this box score real quick. Because 
Uh, there's some things that are beginning to emerge here that make sense to me. Christian Kirk led the way with targets with eight. He goes seven for 104. I, Christian Kirk probably just needs to be in your lineup every week going forward. He's the slot receiver for Kyler Murray. I know Hopkins was banged up with the rib injury. Uh, so I just think Kirk's going to continue to flourish as the wide receiver three in this offense. A.J. Green even had a hell of a game. Six targets, five for 112. Hopkins was the odd man out. It's okay. You still have DeAndre Hopkins. He'll be fine. He'll be healthy. He'll have a, a bounce back game next week. Uh, but then you get Chase Edmonds, eight total targets, seven for 49. I mean, that's a free 12 points in PPR leagues at the two point or the 26 yards here. So Edmonds, I think is if I get questions on Edmonds, he's a running back two in PPR leagues. Try to get him in there at, at all costs. And then James Conner, what do we do with Mr. Conner here? 43 yards, two touchdowns, one catch for 10 yards. I think any game that the Cardinals are favored to win, I'm going to try to get Connor in my lineup because he's he's the goal line back. Like he got two carries inside the five, he converted on both of them for touchdowns. So it's kind of like we saw all summer. Connor is going to have touchdown volume this week or this year. And Kyler Murray, man, this is a bad game from Kyler Murray, but you still got a ton of points: 316 yards, one pick, uh, but he adds 19 yards and a rushing touchdown. So uh, Rondell Moore, one carry, three yards, two targets, and one yard here. He almost did get a touchdown, so they called his name near the goal line, which was good to see. But we might just have to wait for more trustworthy data from him. <sighs> the Jaguars, man, though. James Robinson's here, 15 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Like, he's back. Six catches on six targets for 46 yards. He's a running back, two back again. I, I think Lawrence trusts him. Six targets, six catches, like that's a big piece of the offense going forward. And they finally gave him the touches. He, he got 21 touches in this game, so he needs to hit that every week if Jackson wants to keep it competitive. Marvin Jones continues to be the wide receiver one for this team. Eight targets, six for 62. DJ Chark, six targets, three for 49, and he gets the touchdown. And then LaVisca Chenault, this is kind of a floor game. Only four targets, but he catches all four for 48 yards. So it was an improvement over week two. And then really nothing else in this offense. Like Trevor Lawrence, like you guys can drop him in QB1 leagues. He's really only a hold in Superflex leagues right now. But I guess I was optimistic uh, that the Jaguars can compete and be kind of competitive going forward as long as they keep hooking up James Robinson with some touches. But uh, we'll move on to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers here. Fun game to watch on TV. This was awesome. Uh, Keenan Allen leads the way at receiver snaps with 83%. Mike Williams, 73%. Jalen Guyton, he's really the only other receiver that you might even think about. He was at 62%. Running backs, Austin Eckler, huge day for him, 74%. Uh, Larry Roundtree and Justin Jackson are both kind of afterthoughts on this one. They seem to be kind of rotating those two uh, as the num number two. So I really don't know which running back would be the guy to pick up if, if Eckler got hurt. Uh, and then Jared Cook continues to be the tight end here, 70% of the snaps. Donald Parham, though, he looks good. If anything happens to Jared Cook, Donald, Donald Parham is going to be the guy that we want to go pick up. So 47% of the snaps for him. On the Chiefs side of things, Travis Kelsey, 87% here. Tyree Kill, 73%. And I mean... No, it's Kelsey and, and Hill here. We don't want any other piece of this offense, but Clyde Edwards-Elair looked pretty good. Uh, the Chargers defense does allow running back points, so uh, we'll learn that you know for future use. But 62% of the snaps for Clyde. The next best was Daryl Williams here at 34%. So they kind of just split all the snaps. But Clyde Edwards-Elair kind of back in our good graces here. But this offense, it's purely just it's it's four players. It's Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm not going to trust me, Cole Hardman or Demarcus Robinson. Hardman did get 65%, Robinson 72%. But let's uh let's just take a peek here at the box score. Let me see what we got. 
Um, so for the Chiefs, Mahomes had a struggle day, 27 to 44, 260 yards, three TDs, two INTs. You did add 45 yards on the ground. So it was a good day for Mahomes, just minus the picks. Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets 17 for 100 yards, adds two catches for nine yards, and he gets the touchdown. He lost another fumble in this one, uh, but he did perform a lot better after that. Tyreek Hill, rough day, one carry, 11 yards. He caught five for 56 he also lost a fumble in this one. This is the floor game for Tyreek Hill. He'll, he'll be able to bounce back. Miko Hardman comes in three targets or four targets, three catches for 33 yards and the touchdown. Travis Kelsey continues to boss out seven catches for 104 yards. Nothing really else. Like I, I'm, I'm still going to hold on to Hardman, but we know who the studs are of this offense. Continue to rely on those guys. Justin Herbert, though, he was on one in this one, 26 of 38, 281 yards and four TDs. He was only sacked once all game. Austin Eckler was also on one, 11 for 55 on the ground, six for six through the air and 52 yards and a touchdown. So Eckler's looking like a really good value if you got him in the second round. Uh, I don't care about Roundtree or, or, or uh, Justin Jackson. It, it's kind of murky after that. But the receivers, Mike Williams comes in. Whew, what a season for Mike Williams so far. Nine targets, seven for 122, and two touchdowns. He gets the go-ahead touchdown uh, or the game-winning touchdown at the end. Keenan Allen continues to lead the team in targets, 12 targets, eight for 50, and he gets his first touchdown of the season. So uh, at the moment right now, Herbert, Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, those are the must-starts of this offense. I think if you need tight end help, Jared Cook is fine, uh, but we might have some better options going forward. Um, let me continue to move here this video. We're trying to just knock out all these games real quick here, so I'm, I might speed things up a little bit. Um, Seahawks snaps. I mean, we really only care about Lockett, Metcalf, 92% for Lockett, 89% for Metcalf. Freddie Swain, though, keep an eye on him. He was 85% of the snaps. So that one, I'm taking note. If, if Lockett's going to be hurt for a while, maybe Freddie Swain's worth a pickup. So I'll look at that. Gerald Everett also took a huge step forward, 79% of the snaps in this one compared to Will Disley's 38 Chris Carson, 43% of the snaps. Like they allowed a lot of Travis Homer and Alex Collins playtime in this one. So that one was kind of worrisome. Carson did save your day with that touchdown run, but they just couldn't really get the offense rolling after the, the first half. Um, so that was a little bit frustrating. The Viking side of things, I mean, Thielen, 96%, Jefferson, 83%. Those guys are studs in your lineups every week. Uh, but Tyler Conklin, 72%. We'll look at his numbers in a bit. But he is emerging as a fringe top uh, 10, top 12 tight end. Alexander Madison was a boss, 68%. KJ Osborne didn't have a big day in the box score, but he continues to be uh, the next viable piece of this offense. Nothing really else stuck out here. Uh, so let's take a look at these numbers real quick. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 30 of 38, 323 yards, three TDs. He was only sacked once. Awesome day of offense from this team. 26 carries for Madison, 112 yards on the ground. And then he adds six for 59 as a receiver. So fantastic day. He didn't even get a touchdown, but man, he was just a beast when the ball got to his hands. Uh, Justin Jefferson led the way with targets, 11 total, nine for 118 and a touchdown. Tyler Conklin here, the tight end, eight targets, seven for 70 and a touchdown. And then there's Adam Thielen, nine targets, six for 50 and a touchdown. Nothing much for KJ Osborne. It, it kind of just rolled toward Tyler Conklin in this one, but two for two, 26 total yards. And then the Seahawks here, you see Russell Wilson, 23 of 32, 298 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked twice. Uh, Carson did, you know, put up numbers, 12 attempts, 80 yards and a touchdown, but only two catches, two yards as a receiver. Uh, Freddie Swain got an 11-yard carry. Only one of his targets were caught or for, for 10 yards here. Metcalf led the way, nine total targets, six for 107 in a TD. Gerald Everett was the next best uh, receiving weapon of the day, five for five, 
uh, with 54 yards. Travis Homer, he's a nice little PPR back here, three for 48. Will Disley just had a, one big play here for 39 yards, and Tyler Lockett was kind of the disappointing guy, four for 31 on the day. Uh, let's move to the, uh, the the Saints and the New England Patriots. This was kind of, this was an ugly game here. Uh, the Patriots side of things. Jacoby Myers had a really good game, 96% here. Nelson Aguilar, 81%. Kendrick Bourne, 76%. That's kind of the pecking order for wide receivers. The running backs, James White got hurt. Brandon Bolden actually led the way with snaps in this one. He might be worth a pickup, 46% for him. Damien Harris at 31%. Those are really the only two running backs that I think I'm open to looking at playing next week. We'll see about J.J. Taylor. He could be the next uh, James White you know, man up there. And then the tight ends, Hunter Henry significantly outsnapping Johnny Smith, 72% to 42% here on the Saints side of things. Like I, I don't know what to do with the Saints offense. Jameis Winston, he did fine. 95% of the plays, uh, Alvin Kamara, 84% of the plays. You're going to play him every week, no matter what Adam Troutman, 82% great usage, but nothing in the, in the box score. Marquez Calloway, Really the only receiver worth a, a potential hold in, on your team and your bench, 61% here. But Taysom Hill plays 53% of the snaps. Garrett Griffin, Kenny Stitt. Like, there's just so much going on here. I don't even know if the Saints know what to do with it. Uh, but Winston, another low-volume day, 13 of 21, 128 yards and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara was the beast. 24 carries for 89 yards, 3 for 29 as a receiver with the touchdown. Uh, Taysom Hill ran for a touchdown in this one. Tony Jones Jr., not a ton of work here, uh, but it's Mark Boys Callaway. He led the way with five targets, four for 41, and the touchdown. I just, I can't, Adam Troutman, Jawan Johnson, like, why are we holding on to these guys? This, you know, I don't, I'm not going to risk a zero with this offense. Uh, I, I see the upside, but I just, it's probably time to move on from the Saints offense for anyone that's not named Kamara, Callaway, or Winston. Maybe Taysom Hill. We'll see. It, it depends if Winston loses uh, a few more games here, but keep your eye on Taysom Hill. For the, whew, for the Patriots side, Mac Jones, 30 of 51, 270, one touchdown, three picks. He was the leading rusher on the day with 28 yards. Just yuck. Uh, I guess the good news was Jacoby Myers saw 14 targets, nine for 94. He's the fringe wide receiver three against Tampa Bay next week. He should probably be in lineups. Kendrick Bourne caught the touchdown, six for 96. Nelson Aguilar is just probably too boom bust for me to trust. Uh, but Hunter Henry, man, six targets, five for 36. Jonu Smith actually let up that interception. He had six targets, but only one for four. So it's kind of a mess here in New England right now. I don't love this offense. Damian Harris was a huge letdown. James White, of course, got hurt. I think the only part of this offense that I'm comfortable playing is Jacoby Myers at the moment. Um, moving on to Atlanta and the New York Giants. Um, tough, tough loss for the Giants here, but Falcons needed one uh, pretty badly. Calvin Ridley, 95% of the snaps. Kyle Pitts, 84% of the snaps. Olamide Zacchaeus fills in as the wide receiver too. Uh, for Russell Gage, he gets 69%. Nobody else really matters for receiver there. Uh, we did see Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson used often. 60% for, for Mike Davis and 42% for Cordero. Interesting at the other tight end spots, Lee Smith got 42% to Hayden Hurst's 39. So kind of a weird three-way tight end situation there. Uh, on the Giants side, Saquon Barkley is back. 86% of the snaps for him. Kenny Galladay gets 69% to lead the receivers. And Kadarius Toney, 66% of the snaps for him. Uh, we did see Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard both leave with hamstring injuries. So we're going to monitor their status for sure. Uh, other names to note here, Evan Ingram, 56% of the snaps. 
Keep an eye on this Colin Johnson. He was a really productive receiver for the Jaguars. I was surprised they let him go. Uh, but you see him with 49%, Kyle Rudolph 41%. Uh, this, if, if anything with the Giants, I, I think this all just leans back to uh, Saquon Barkley kind of being back in our graces as a running back one. He goes 16 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. He catches six of his seven targets for 43 yards. So I thought that was a really high encouraging floor here for Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, like he put up yards. I mean, 24, 35, 266, only sacked twice, no interception. And then he adds 39 yards on the ground. So he had a high floor. If he gets a touchdown, he's probably over 20 points. So I still like Daniel Jones. Uh, but the receivers, what do we do with Shepard and Darius Slayton injured? Kenny Galladay, four for 64, led the way as a receiver. Colin Johnson actually led the way with targets. Seven total targets, five for 51 as a receiver. Evan Ingram, six targets, only two for 21, and he loses a fumble. Kind of the same old Evan Ingram that we've been accustomed to. Kadarius Toney, three targets, only two for 16. Uh, sheesh, man. Like I think for fantasy, this offense, Daniel Jones will be a fringe quarterback one, but you're starting Saquon Barkley. And then I think Kenny Galladay is probably, probably the only receiving weapon to play uh, for the Giants here. And for the Falcons, Better day for Matt Ryan. He did lose a fumble, but he goes 27 of 36 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. He was sacked three times. Uh, just a solid day. We'll see what he does against Washington next week. He could be a fringe quarterback one. Mike Davis leads the team in carries, 12 for 50. and goes four catches for 20 yards as a receiver. So just a solid PPR day. You know, another you'll, you'll take the 11 points from Mike Davis. Uh, but Cordero Patterson, I think the emergence of him as a weapon is very real. He had seven carries for 20 yards, so whatever, that's nice. We get the two points from the, the rushing, uh, but as a receiver, he was second on the team with targets. For He had seven total targets, six catches for 82 yards. Like He is technically their, their second or third best receiving weapon on their team right now, so really nice day for Cordero Patterson. He puts up 16 PPR points. Fantastic. Calvin Ridley, eight for 61. This is a, just, this is a bad Ridley game. You'll take 14 points. Uh, but Kyle Pitts, man, we need to get him going. Only three targets in this game, a game where Matt Ryan throws 36 balls, and we only get him three targets, two for 35, I guess five and a half points. He'll take that as your tight end one. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, we'll, we'll monitor it. Six targets, three for 32 and a touchdown. Uh, but overall, just, uh, just frustrating seasons ahead for the Falcons and the Giants. The Colts and the Titans, A.J. Brown gets hurt early in this one. Uh, just a frustrating day for both teams, really. Uh, Nick Westbrook, Econ here, 53 or 78% of the snaps. The next best receiver was Julio Jones at 50%. I don't know what's going on with Julio Jones, uh, but this looks kind of scary for anybody here not named Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill still had a good game, uh, but Henry, 72% of the snaps. I don't know what's going on with Julio Jones. A.J. Brown, it sounds like he's week to week. We'll monitor his situation. But if if AJ Brown can't play, it's it's still only Derrick Henry and maybe Julio Jones, maybe right. Like I just I don't know with this offense uh, at the moment right now. They do play the Jets next week, so just play Derrick Henry uh, for sure. Uh, on the Colts side of things, Michael Pittman Jr. looked really good, ninety three percent of the snaps. Zach Pascal eighty nine percent. Paris Campbell eighty percent. So these three guys playing a lot. We'll look at the box score in a second. Naheem Hines out snapped Jonathan Taylor. So I'm nervous about Taylor. Fifty six percent for Hines, forty eight percent for Jonathan Taylor. So I'm starting to get a little panicky on Jonathan Taylor. Jack Doyle fifty seven percent for the tight ends. Mola Lee Cox forty six percent. Let's see what the numbers tell us here. Ryan Tannehill eighteen to twenty seven. 
only 197 yards, but he gets the three TDs. He also threw two interceptions, but he adds 56 yards on the ground. So I'm concerned of this offense and the firepower with no A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry goes 28 carries, 113 yards. The receiving for Henry this year has been fantastic. Three for 31 as a receiver. And then like, ugh, a bunch of nothing here. A.J. Brown, he started the game off well. He had three tar- uh, two targets, didn't catch a ball, but uh, one attempt for three yards. He was going to be involved in this game plan heavily. Uh, but Nick Westbrook and Keen, uh, four for 53 and a touchdown. He did lose a fumble. I mean, if you want to play, you know, with fire, you can pick him up and, and use him against the Jets, but it just does feel hard to trust. Uh, but Julio Jones was the next best thing, three for 47. So, I mean, how do we, with no A.J. Brown for at least the next week or two, Tannehill, I mean, I'd rather start Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Like, I'm nervous about that. So Derek Henry is really the only must-start of the of the group here. Maybe Julio Jones. Like, I'm going to probably be answering a lot of Julio Jones questions. And then maybe Nick Westbrook. I, I, I just I don't know if I trust it. It was one game. Uh, we'll see here. And then on the Colts side, I'll start with the good. Michael Pittman Jr., 12 targets, 6 for 68, though. He needs more catches than, and than that on 12 targets. Nothing else worked here. Naheem Hines as a receiver, sure, 5 for 54. He also got the rushing touchdown, 6 for 25. I'm panicking if I'm Jonathan Taylor owners. Only 10 attempts, 64 yards, one reception, 8 yards. So this is the floor game. He gets you the 8 points, whatever it is. Uh, But overall, Carson Wentz really struggled. 19 of 37, 194 yards. No turnovers, but just sheesh, man. Like, I mean, at this point, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is probably the best play of this offense. And I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are both kind of running back two flexes. So uh, we'll evaluate this the rest of the week, but good signs for Pittman Jr., I suppose. Um, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Whew, Joe Burrow looking good. Um, as far as the Bengals go, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd were the receivers of the day. You see 83% for Chase, 79% for Boyd. Uh, Auden Tate was the next man up, but didn't really do anything with that. 57%. Joe Mixon got the carries here, 74%. CJ Uzama continues to get a lot of attention here, 70% of the snaps. For the Steelers, Najee Harris, another 95% there. Chase Claypool was the only healthy receiver by the end of it, 92%. James Washington at 80%. Like We're, we're nervous about Juju. He's got a rib thing now. He's at, He was at 40% yesterday. Uh, Eric Ebron actually did lead the tight ends in snaps. He had 57%. And then Pat Freemuth, a uh, friar mouth. Uh, went with 36%, but we'll look at the box score here and see what we can learn uh, because Pat Freemuth, five targets, three for 22, and a touchdown. Eric Ebron, three targets, nothing. So Pat Freemuth has outproduced Ebron in two out of the three games so far this year. So Ebron's probably dead for me in fantasy football. I'd rather own Pat Freemuth. Ben Roethlisberger, 38 for 58, 318 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, five yards on the ground. Najee Harris was the guy of the day, 14 carries for 40 yards, whatever, Uh, but 19 targets, 14 receptions, 102 yards. Massive day uh, as a weapon here. Chase Claypool does see 15 targets, goes nine for 96. So good game for him. Uh, But again, the Steelers are reeling. Juju was hurt in this one. Deontay Johnson still got the knee injury thing right now. And Ben Roethlisberger just looks like he's cooked. So Najee Harris and Chase Claypool, those are the guys that we're going to trust going forward. And we'll see what happens against Green Bay. The Bengals, we know what it is. It's Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Boyd, and then hopefully T. Higgins can get back in our lineups this week uh, on Thursday night football. Miami Dolphins and the Raiders. This was a fun game here. The Raiders won in overtime, their second overtime game of the season. Uh, as far as the Dolphins here, Jalen Waddle led the snaps, 88% of the snaps. 
77% for Parker and Will Fuller first game back 61%. Mike Jasicki got his snaps up this week too, 66% for him. Miles Gaskin led the way at running backs 52%, but Malcolm Brown played a lot 41% for him. On the Raiders side, you have uh, Darren Waller, of course, the most used player 80%. The receivers Brian Edwards at 76%, Henry Ruggs at 58%. Hunter Renfro had a really nice game. He was 52%. And then the running backs. This is probably the weirdest thing in this game. Peyton Barber comes in, gets the work for Josh Jacobs. So he gets 57%. Kenyon Drake just 43%. Um, so let's look at the numbers real quick. Uh, I guess we'll start with Derek Carr. Derek Carr was 26-43, 386 yards, two TDs, one interception, uh, but Peyton Barber, 23 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown, five targets, three for 31. This was supposed to be Josh Jacobs, damn it. Uh, this would have been a huge day for Josh Jacobs. Uh, but Peyton Barber, what do we do for fantasy? We'll talk about this tomorrow night. I just I don't think we're going to trust Peyton Barber as long as Josh Jacobs is healthy. But we'll, we'll see if, J if Jacobs plays this week and no one's going to want Peyton Barber. So he's kind of just the handcuff to Josh Jacobs. And now we know Kenyon Drake's place. Like if Drake... Uh, if Jacobs is out, Drake is still going to keep his same role. He had eight carries for 24 yards, six targets, three for 33 as a receiver. So his floor is six to eight fantasy points with some upside there to hit double digits. Henry Ruggs, one attempt, seven yards, but seven targets, four for 78. He's starting to turn it around and become more of a, a, a versatile receiving game uh, option there. Brian Edwards, five targets, three for 89. Hunter Renfro, though, is probably the player of the game, five for 77 and a touchdown. Darren Waller. A floor game, 5 for 54, you'll take it. As long as he hits double digits, you're going to be fine. Uh, but Derek Carr, man, continues to sling it. 386 yards, geez. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, though, man, he he had a lot of attempts on this one. 32 of 49, only 215 yards as a thrower, uh, but he did add 37 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Miles Gaskin led the way, 13 carries, 65 yards. He also caught three of his six targets for nine yards. Malcolm Brown, though, 7 for 31, he gets a 24-yard touchdown run early in that game. And then look at the receiving numbers here. Mike Jasicki, 12 targets, 10 for 86. Is Mike Jasicki back? Is, is Jacoby Brissett a Jasicki guy? I don't know. Uh, but Jalen Waddle too. I mean, he catches 12 of his 13 targets, a really low thir uh, 58 yards on those, but the production was nice at 17.8 points in fantasy. So you'll take that. And then Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are kind of just afterthoughts in this offense. So going forward, I think Jalen Waddle is like the only guy I'm trying to get into my lineups every week. Miles Gaskin, he did have a nice floor for running back two for PPR, but I think it's to me like this is Waddle. Uh, and then you get Jacoby Brissett maybe in super flex leagues as a QB two. Tampa Bay and the LA Rams here. Um, Tampa Bay side, Godwin 96%, Evans 84%. No Antonio Brown means more Tyler Johnson, who saw 47%, Gronk here at 62%. The running backs, what do we do with Tampa Bay running backs? Giovanni Bernard, 45%. Leonard Fournette, 36%. Ronald Jones, 16%. Just a bunch of junk here at the Bucks running back snaps. The Rams, Robert Woods led the way with snaps, 88% to Cooper Cups, 82%. Van Jefferson continues to be the clear number three here at 77%. Tyler Higby played a lot, 75%. And Sonny Michelle, man, 74%. He looked really good. Uh, and then Deshaun Jackson was really the only other guy worth a name shout out here. Uh, but the Rams, man, 27 of 38 for Stafford, 343 yards, four touchdowns. I think it's very clear. You want to throw the ball against Tampa Bay. That's how you beat them. And then you run the ball with Sony Michelle 20 times for 67 yards just to keep that defense honest. And then three for 12 as a receiver. Good game for, for Sony Michelle. He's going to be 
is probably going to cap Daryl Henderson's upside going forward. So I like him. I like Sony Michelle a lot rest of the season. Robert Woods, he's playing the most receiver snaps, but we can't have a three for 33 day. Uh, pretty disappointing so far for season so far for Robert Woods. Deshaun Jackson goes three for 120 in a touch. Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 96 yards, two touchdowns. He's the wide receiver one through three games. Uh, I, I absolutely love Cooper Cup right now. Um, Van Jefferson, four for 42. Uh, he's looking, I'm interested in Van Jefferson. If he's going to continue to be the clear number three, number three in snaps, he's going to be an interesting piece for flex options going forward. And then Tyler Higby, he's a tight end one, five for 40 and a touchdown. He did look pretty good on his plays <clears throat> in this one. And then Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, 41 of 55, 432 and a touchdown. He also gets a rushing touchdown, three for 14. Ronald Jones led the day with five carries for 11 yards. Leonard Fournette, four for eight. Chris Godwin, one for two yards and a touchdown. Just It's like a big WTF with this one. No running backs can be trusted here between Jones and Fournette. But as a receiver, Giovanni Bernard goes 10 targets, nine catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. He's, you know, it's like the old James White for Tom Brady. So I'm interested in Giovanni Bernard. We'll talk about him on the waiver wire tomorrow night. The receiving game, Godwin, seven targets, six for 74. Mike Evans actually was a beast in the targets, 10 total targets, eight for 106. You'll take that from Mike Evans, no touchdown, but whatever. Tyler Johnson goes three for 63. Gronk, this is a floor game, four for 55. You take it. You didn't get your two touchdowns this week, but you're okay. You get 9.5 points. And then really nothing else in this offense sticks out to me. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and finish up here with Green Bay and San Francisco. Um Whew, I'm, I'm worn out from doing all this. Uh, there's a lot of talking in this one, but fantastic game, by the way. Devontae Adams leads the way with receiver snaps, 89%. Alan Lazard goes second for 67%. Marquez, 63%. Randall Cobb's an afterthought. If you guys are holding on to Randall Cobb, just let him go. He, I mean, he's the fourth most snaps on his team for receivers. Robert Tunyon, 73%. You like that. Aaron Jones, man, 73% to A.J. Dillon's 29%. So A.J. Dillon's getting the top five running back workload. He could finish as the running back one this season. Who knows? Um, and then really nothing else left on Green Bay side. For the 49ers side, George Kittle, 100%. It looked like he was back in this one. Uh, he's going to be a top five tight end going forward. Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever, 96%. But Debo Samuel, 90%. Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> 86%. He is back. Mohamed Sanu did play a lot in this one. He was 64%. So if anything happens to Samuel or Ayuk, Sanu is that next guy up. Uh, and then the running backs, Trey Sermon. I was excited for Sermon, but only 59% of the snaps. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk actually played a lot in this one. He had 69% uh, of the snaps as a fullback and then some backup tight ends here. So interesting uh, usage for the 49ers. Uh, you see Jimmy Garoppolo go 25 of 40, 257 yards, two TDs, one INT. He also lost a fumble in this one. Trey Sermon gets a rushing touchdown, 10 for 31, uh, only two for three as a receiver. Kyle Juszczyk, though, he was a very good weapon. Five carries, 14 yards, catches all four of his targets for 37 and a TD. George Kittle, though, man, nine targets, seven for 92. You'll take that. He's back. Brandon Ayuk, six total targets, four for 37 and the touchdown. So maybe, maybe Ayuk is usable again. I'm, I'm interested here. And then Debo Samuel leads the way with 10 targets, five for 52. It's a floor game for Debo. You'll be fine. Double digits. Uh, and then Green Bay, it's, it's Rogers, Jones, Devontae, and maybe Tunyon sometimes. Uh, Rogers goes 23 of 33, 261 and two TDs. 
Um, Aaron Jones, man, he's the real deal. 19 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Goes two for 14 as a receiver. A.J. Dillon, just eight touches, six for 18 on the ground, two catches for eight yards. But Devontae Adams, man, whips out 18 targets, 12, of one thir- 12 for 132 and a TD. Marquez valdez Stanley caught the other one here, three for 59 in the TD. Alan Lazard had a good play to start the game, but just it's really hard to trust here. If you're going to use anything for this Packers offense, it's Rodgers, it's Jones, it's Devontae, and then I think it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He saw four targets. The next highest person saw two. Um, so he's the clear number two. I know he hurt his hamstring in this one, so we're watching that. Uh, but, man, I am exhausted. We just covered all 15 games uh, for week three. I hope you guys like this video. I'm going to try to continue to do this going forward. Uh, but whew, enjoy the Monday night football game tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow on the Tuesday night live show. So thank you so much for hanging out if you made it to the end. Uh, let me know in the comments. Just uh, tell me what jersey I'm wearing in the comments. So we'll see you guys later. Peace.